0: back to probably therapy happy new year what a year here we are <laughs>
1: it's been like it's what a month since our last episode about yeah, it's
0: out? been a while <laughs> it's it's been it's been a it's been a month let's just
1: say <laughs> <laughs> i mean look it's been a needed month It's been, it's actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it's ironic that this is, that our topic today is
0: yes
1: (laughs) what it is, because I really feel like we were nearing the point of hitting it by the time we put up the last episode.
0: Well, and we did like self-care, and I think that we both were like, you know what? I think we need to do some self-care. So we're going to take a break and like really have a break (laughs) it wasn't
1: planned as to be as long as it it ended up being but i think it was much needed for both of us
0: yes um and we wanted to give you guys like real content to come back yeah Um, like you
1: don't want to hear us just ramble right i mean maybe you do but probably not
0: if you're listening you probably understand that most of this is just rambling
1: (laughs) (laughs) we're just talking out of our butts for most of the time but Correct. we thought, hey, let's actually try to have good information. Yeah. So that's what we're doing today. We're going to try to speak intelligently um, as if we know what we're talking about.
0: Probably intelligent.
1: Probably intelligent. <laughs> Probably a podcast. Probably. Who knows? Oh, um, yes,
0: yeah, so- it's today we have really been thinking kind of like on this like self-care track um about and and then just like things that have happened in our life um both of our superintendents from both of our districts are retiring um there's several people in my building what
1: very abruptly like
0: yes very abruptly like i mean you just hear about like we're on these like Facebook pages for school counselors online and people are like asking like, what else can you do with a school counseling uh, license? Like um, and so, I mean, people are thinking like people are are having a hard time right now. They're having a hard time what th- and what they're doing. And mm-hmm. so we wanted to bring you guys some information on burnout today.
1: Burnout.
0: Burnout.
1: I sang that like it was like the MacGruber theme song. Do you know what <laughs> MacGruber is? Oh my SNL. God. <laughs> oh, my but that's literally what I feel like school like school counselors feel like that person in the building sometimes that like is running around and they're like hey this kid's having a meltdown you have 10 minutes and here's like a small room you can go into it's like you're asked to like do these things but you have a very limited amount of time to do them yes. and you're like okay but like what You know, so, yeah, there's and I I think it's more than just school counselors, obviously, because burnout affects anybody and everybody. Um, And I think over the last year or so, more than ever, people have really begun to realize like, oh, wow, I am giving so much of myself to my job or to this other thing in my life. But like, what am I getting in return? Like, what what am I doing to like, I, again, I think I mentioned this before, I hate this analogy, but it works. What am I doing to refill my bucket? <laughs> like, cause I'm pouring out of it so much. What am I doing to refill that bucket? Because otherwise I'm running on empty all the time.
0: Yes. And I, I mean, I definitely think, I mean, like we talked about with self-care, like that goes back to that self-awareness, right? Like we have to become self-aware and understand when we do need our bucket filled, um, Mm. what, what do we need in our bucket? Do we need sleep? Do we need to eat better? Do we need to talk to friends? Do we need to go on a walk? Do I need to meditate? Like learning what things work for you in that moment when you are feeling like my bucket is running low right now.
1: Right. Right. So, um, that's, that's why, you know, we've talked for the last few episodes about different kinds of self care um, different things you can do, just all that kind of stuff. And so today we we figured let's let's talk about the thing that happens when the self care doesn't work or when it's not present. Um, which, like we've already mentioned, is is the burnout. Like that's the thing that happens when you don't do self care um, at all. It can happen when you're doing the wrong kind of self-care when you're not doing enough self-care right so um i think first it's really important that we like before we dig into like how to address burnout that we really break apart what burnout even is because i think there's some misconceptions around what burnout is because you have
0: to understand the beast that you're fighting before you can go fight it right
1: (laughs) exactly right like you have to if you don't know what you're dealing with it doesn't like you don't know what to bring to the fight or you know um so like i and it's burnout is is interesting because like i think again it one of the things that happens in sort of mental health or with mental health things is a lot of stuff just becomes buzzwords that people like to toss yeah. out without really knowing what they mean um
0: so like especially but, in this day and age
1: <laughs> right like people talk about like depression or anxiety or um the one that was really present when i was growing up um was people would talk about like oh i'm so ocd or whatever i still hear mm-hmm. that pretty frequently ADHD
0: is a big one right now.
1: ADHD. um, Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, okay. You. But what
0: does that mean?
1: (laughs) You're using this word, but that word or term refers to something very specific. Yeah. And so, you know, it'd be like walking around and saying like, oh, I'm so, I'm so diabetic. Right. It's like who no, nobody does that, right? Nobody, (laughs) if you don't have diabetes, you don't use the word diabetes to refer to anything, right? Or you don't say you you just don't, you don't use a disease or something or some kind of illness or whatever as like an adjective. Yet we do that with mental health. And I think burnout is becoming one of those terms that we toss out, but a lot of people don't really understand what it is that they're referring to. Um, And so that's kind of where we're going to start here. Um, So like looking through a bunch of different articles and trying to sort of piece together um, sort of a a consensus or maybe a a paraphrased version of what burnout is, um, because it does get complicated. There's a lot of different factors to it. But burnout is this, it's a term that refers to, um, first of all, it's a term that didn't exist until like the 70s. Um, Like the idea of burnout is actually a a relatively recent idea. Um, But essentially it's this idea that like, it's a reaction in your body. It's, it's physiological, it's um, psychological. Um, And it's a a response to chronic stress um, that you see responses typically in areas of like exhaustion, right? Low energy, low motivation. Um, Another thing that I found really interesting is that the second thing that is pretty common in people who experience burnout is um, this like de-identification with, their their job or the thing that is causing them to experience the burnout, right?
0: Oh, they start identifying yeah. so less and so, less with it. That is so Freudian. I love that. Like your like your brain is just like, nope. <laughs> I'm like disassociating like all of that from right. The- well, it's that
1: thing of like <laughs> if you talk to people who've gone through burnout and uh, burnout. So there's a few. I think there's a few career fields that like burnout is much more common in.
0: Oh, right, yeah. healthcare,
1: education are two big ones. Yeah that people are, are, um, seeing a lot of these
0: days. Which is both of our job choices. Which
1: is literally both (laughs) of ours. Um, but like if you talk to people like a teacher who has, so if you talk to a teacher who hit burnout, when they're in the midst of that burnout, they identify less and less with the sort of professional identity of a teacher, right? Right. They care less and less about their job as a teacher. And on top of that, the third component of burnout that's pretty common um, across the board is they feel less and less capable to do that job or fill that role. Um, So it's that those three, and if you think about it, those three all play on top of each other, right? You experience the physiological, psychological exhaustion, the reduced identification with your career, Mm -hmm. and then a reduced feeling of like efficacy or ability to fulfill the role that is in that, that, you know, your career role, your job role. And so if you think about it, like all those things together, burnout is kind of a beast. And when it hits, it hits pretty hard and it's really hard to dig your way out of it.
0: Yeah, I think something important that you mentioned was that it it's chronic, like chronic stress. Like this isn't something that you feel like one day, like, oh, like something happened and I feel like inadequate at my job or something like this is like chronic. This is something like I'm when I leave work, I'm feeling this way when I like mm-hmm. go to hang out with family or whatever, like I'm still feeling like that I'm not enough, like that this job is not my job or like that I can't fulfill this role or that, you know, just that exhaustion from everything. Right. Um, it, chronic beast so you're I mean this is something that people are fighting not just when they're at work but that they're fighting all day every day
1: right well and if you think about the fields that experience high levels of burnout again healthcare and education being really high on that list like in my mind I'm like well that makes sense because those are jobs those are career fields where like the idea of like you know people talk a lot of times about like leave um like don't don't take your work home with you but these are career fields where sometimes it's not an option they take their work home with them right It like right i a lot of times i fortunately i'm at a point where like i don't i don't work a lot when i leave work i don't i mean i have my work computer at home but like i don't do a lot with it normally but like if you think about the workloads that are placed on a lot of people in those those career fields like i know plenty of teachers who leave work and they are up until nine ten o'clock at night grading assignments or preparing for tomorrow or you know doing that kind of stuff and there's nurses who work crazy hours there's doctors who work crazy hours and they do research and they go home and they think about their patients and it just is those are fields where it's hard to leave work at the door,
0: and so it makes sense. And there, to me I mean, that those are just two, two jobs, right? Like, but so many. I mean, even just like being a mom, like that's huh. a job. Like, I mean, like there's things that like we can't even acknowledge or explain. We've never been in in those shoes or talk about, but like right. this can happen literally anywhere. I mean, you right. could have like what other people would say, like quote unquote, like the coolest job in the world, and still feel this way.
1: Well, if you think about like I've heard people talk about it um you're right it's not just um those two those are just the two that are maybe more most present for us in our lives but um like i've heard this talked about on like wall street when you think about like the crazy amounts of hours and work that people put into to working on wall street those high stakes business world um, settings the if you think about sort of entertainment industry on the west coast and Um, Maybe not like the really, really high level people, Um, although I'm sure they hit it too. But if you think about the people who are putting in the crazy amounts of work to try and break into an industry like that, um, like it's not uncommon for people to spend, you know, hours and hours and hours to, to be hustling for, you know, 12, 14, 16 hours a day to try and make it. And then they go home and they sleep for maybe four to six hours a night. And then they're back out it the next day. And so if you think about it and that's your daily rhythm and you're doing that for years. Yeah. And you feel like you hit a point where you're working and not achieving anything. Then yeah. Like it makes sense that you would hit burnout in an environment like that.
0: Of course. Of course it would. I think like, I hope that we can normalize that a little bit too, that like this is something that, you know, I I'm sure that everyone at least once in their life has felt like this, Mm -hmm. has just felt the exhaustion of, of their life, you know, whether that be like home life or work life or just, you know, life in general of all, all the sections of life. Um, but this is, this is a real thing. Um, that that happens to many 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 of us
1: right and if i think if we think about because i think especially within the last year it's become really a, a big buzzword and and very kind of a, a thing that gets tossed around and if we think about why yeah. i think honestly it's it's not necessarily um i i think it's tied to covid but not in the way of COVID is causing it. I think COVID is that whole experience of being in a pandemic and sort of being in quarantine or isolation or whatever. I think really what happened is people didn't have the distractions they were used to, right? Like mm. we, we no longer had these things to distract us from the reality that, hey, I'm working myself to the bone here. I'm exhausted all the time and I don't know why, right? We had to kind of think, sit with that for a while. Yeah.
0: I found I'm not even like I think distraction like another word would just be like we've we lost like some of our self-care things like, right. like driving home from work and like, listening to a podcast or like I mean just like being able to go over to someone's house or like h- hug a friend like the things mm-hmm. that like we like maybe took for granted as self-care I didn't even realize we're self-care we didn't have anymore and, right. and those distractions that self-care whatever whatever we want to label that like that impacted us way more than I think people want to let on or people like want to see right
1: Um, well and I I I would argue that at that point those things aren't necessarily self-care they're more coping strategies um whereas in my mind I'm like okay self-care self-care if if I'm right and, and so if we think about like how much we have to give as like this this limited capacity, right? And if I'm giving, you know, let's just, uh, let's think of it in terms of like, if I have a hundred percent and I'm giving like 50% of, of myself to my work, and then, you know, 30% to, you know, my, my personal life, that means I have 20% left. And if that 20% goes to other things, then anything on top of that isn't necessarily self-care, it's coping strategies, right? Because I'm trying to cope with the fact that I'm giving more of myself than I have to give. Yeah. Whereas self-care still falls within Mm -hmm. that realm of like, you're still operating out of the the sort of 100% that you have, right? Even if it's 5%, 10%, you're still giving something you have. It just so happens that, There's a return on investment there. So I'm giving 5%. I'm getting 10% back. Um, Whereas I think when what what happened with a lot of people is they realized, oh, I'm giving like 120% of myself, but I no longer have all these coping strategies that help me bridge the gap between for that extra 20%. Right. I no longer have these things around me that distract me or help me deal with that 20 percent over that I'm giving. So now what do I do with that? Yeah. Right. So.
0: You're scraping the uh, barrel. There's nothing left.
1: <laughs> right. Right. We're like digging a hole, but we've hit bedrock and there's nowhere deeper we can go. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know. I feel like that's really what caused a lot of people to do some reflection over the last year and start to pick apart like okay well yes work is a priority for me but it's not the only priority and what are other areas of life that maybe are also important that I can give of myself like if I giving 50% of myself to my job like do I need to Mm -hmm. can I cut that back to 30% and extra 20% and give that to self-care? Can I give it to friends or family or other things in my life that I know are important to me?
0: What fills Um, your bucket? (laughs) What
1: fills your bucket? I still hate that analogy, but it works, right? It it is useful in understanding like, hey, I need to give something back to myself or do things that give back to me because otherwise I'll hit the point where I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel and I have nothing to give
0: right no and I, I just think that's like you said like that self-reflection piece is, is the big thing like we have mm-hmm. to realize that we're in burnout that we're in this like place where we're scraping the barrel barrel and there's nothing there um we have to realize that we're there in order to figure out how to best help how to how to figure out okay am I is it is it work that I'm giving my giving too much to is it is mm-hmm. it my family or my friends or, or am I like you, I mean you, you got to figure out what part of that you know, is being stretched then and what part of that needs to be filled. Right. Um, And I I think being able to sit and and talk maybe to like your spouse or your friend or like someone who's like been able to realize, to look at and see you in your life, have that conversation with them, like be like, like what's happening to me, you know, like, like from an outside perspective, like what do you think? And maybe that could be like a good place to start.
1: Right. Um, So... I was, I think kind of moving from that, picking up on that, it might be helpful if we walk through a little bit of like some of the common signs, symptoms of burnout. Um, Yeah. Because just just having a definition is helpful, but really kind of, again, picking up on that idea of like learning to identify in ourselves, um, it might be helpful to walk through some of those common signs and symptoms. And so we've all are, we've already kind of touched on a few of them, um, right? We've already touched on that idea that like burnout is composed largely of these three things of the exhaustion, the, the de-identification with your job um, or that thing that is causing burnout as well as the reduced um, sense of self-efficacy. Um, but... Obviously, those are broad and so burnout, some some pretty common signs and symptoms, right? Um, Are increased stress um, and frustration, um, an increased sense of cynicism um, about your job or people around you um, feeling emotionally distanced from people um, or a feeling of sort of emotional numbness. Um, really just largely a sense of alienation from um, an activity or people involved in that activity um, where the burnout is sort of stemming from. Um, Physical symptoms are also like, you can also hit physical symptoms like headaches, stomach aches, that kind of stuff. Um, Obviously, there's the emotional exhaustion component of it, Um, just feeling drained or tired or like you have no energy. Um, And then there's also, again, that sense of like reduced self-efficacy. You don't believe that you are capable of performing well at at your job or whatever whatever sort of task is involved. Um, And obviously that becomes sort of this vicious cycle of like, if I don't believe I can do it, then I'm not going to do it and then it's going to look like I can't do it. And that just reinforces the belief that you are unable to do it, right? So it just becomes that cycle. Um, And then on top of that, sort of a difficulty in concentrating on those tasks. Um, And a lot of times burnout can lead to a lack of sort of that creativity that maybe you once had. Um, You know, there's that sense of, if you think of things like writer's block or things like that, um, burnout a lot of times can be the thing of like you you're unable to tap into that creative part of your your mind um, that was once able to to bring out solutions or you know if you're an artist those stories or whatever um you're unable to tap into that part of of your mind again
0: and those cycles I mean just feeling so trapped within that cycle and and not knowing what's happening and, and being frustrated and then just that continuation of that cycle um mm-hmm. and that trap feeling and and especially if you are like you know needing to think of other ideas or like think outside the box um that, that is going to be so hard um to draw those new, new information which is just going to continue that cycle right to, and then you're going to continue to feel unworthy or um you know like you can't get, do your job
1: Hmm. Yeah. And so I also want to mention these because I think these are interesting. Um, so a lot of the information um, that we're getting, um, honestly, you can just Google the word burnout and there's a bunch of articles that pop up. Um, and so there's there's a lot of information online. Um, this is one I'm getting from a website called verywellmind.com. Um, But they're citing here a 2018 report from Gallup. But I think it's worth mentioning because they list out the five main causes of burnout that they identified in employees um, all over the country. Um, And I think these are just interesting. So I think it's, it's worth mentioning here because, again, going along with that idea of like identifying within yourself, whether this is something you're struggling with, Um, if you hear these things and you're like, Oh man, like that one is true for me. Or I, I definitely feel that way. It's worth, it's worth paying attention to and asking about exploring, um, in your own life, but sort of, they identified the top five main causes of burnout. Um, number one, unreasonable time pressure, like these unreasonable expectations of like accomplishing something within a very short amount of time. Um, number two, a lack of communication and support from your, your supervisors, right? If you don't feel supported in your work and you're kind of left alone to do your stuff, then there you go. Like that's going to make feeling like you can do your job well difficult number three. And this is a big one. I think for me, lack of role clarity, like mm. what is your job? <laughs> like you have
0: yeah.
1: a title What does it mean?
0: School counselors everywhere are like, yes.
1: (laughs) Feel that one, right? Like I just was, I think I mentioned this last week. I was explaining to somebody like, okay, well, what does the school counselor do? And I was like, well, you've got like this nice rosy picture that's painted by our professional organization, but then that can be different depending on what grade level you're at, what building you're in, what district you're in, what principal you have, like all those things. So yeah, a lack of role clarity, not understanding like. What your job is, what's expected of you, um, or even if you feel like those expectations—and I have felt this one in a job before too—if the expectations feel like moving targets, like if they feel mm-hmm. like they're constantly changing, and you never actually yeah, feel like I can't you can know. never
0: accomplish something, right? Yeah, um, you need that sense of
1: Yeah, so that's a big one for me. Um, number four, an unmanageable workload. Like if, if there's actually just too much on your plate.
0: Yeah.
1: If you are again, given it was just too like, much. wanting
0: to accomplish, yeah.
1: Um, and then number five. And again, this I feel like is a big one for me. Um, at least it was in the past. Um, but if you, like unfair treatment. So if you feel like you're being treated unfairly at work, um, that can also sort of be... Um, One of the things that will foster burnout. Um, So I I think those are just interesting and important to, to note and mention, like, because if you can identify those in your, your job or your life, then I think that's an important indicator for you to like, start noticing like, okay, well, If I know that these things are present in my life, then maybe I should think about like, okay, well, what are, what am I doing to take care of myself? What am I doing to address these problems? Um, That kind of stuff, because if you know that these things are likely or or high indicators of burnout, um, then it's important for you to address them or take care of yourself as you sort of work through them.
0: Yeah, I I think like this goes my like mental picture of of burnout. And then just like it's, it's just I just go back to like this, like well-being, like this full body, like well-being. Mm-hmm. And, and when this one area of our life can feel exhausting and, and so stressful, um, it affects every everything in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to become aware of that and to figure out how am I going to fill my bucket or like care for myself in other ways, um, to help with that and balance this out and learn, you know, what I need. And and maybe that's just sleep, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe that is, um, going out to dinner with a friend every week or like, you know, like just little small adjustments that can fill that bucket and to give you that reservoir of, of, um, care for yourself. Um, can go so such a long way um and then like i think that on the outside that we can really see you know that oh that like dinner that i had a couple weeks ago with my friend or like when i facetimed a group of my friends like that was like such filling you know Mm -hmm. and and not even understanding like how filling that that can be in, in every other aspect of your life um and and so like once you recognize that you are in burnout or or getting to that point. I I think it's like, we've been saying just that self-reflection piece and understanding. uh, Okay. Like now that I'm here, what do I do? Um, And so I think a good place to start. um, We watched a Ted talk um, where Alan Ting, I believe his name is um, talked about the acronym air and um, a is for aspiration. And so this is where he, talks about how it's important to do the things in your life that your heart is wanting you to do right so that's and if that's following a job that makes that is like where you want to be right so like Mm -hmm. I remember starting um starting this program and and leaving class one of the first nights and just being like this is it like i've been looking like my whole (laughs) life searching for like this job that's gonna like make me like feel like i'm being me like i get to be me and i'm like filling my bucket like by doing this and Mm -hmm. and yes that was the first class and now three years later i'm like sometimes this does not fill my bucket (laughs) not at all um but i i think that there's an important piece like i get to when i do think about it and 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 reflect on that i'm like you know this job and like the things that I get to do in this job, this is where I'm supposed to be. And this is filling my bucket and part of it. And, and though it's tough and stuff, I think that that mental shift for me really helps. And I think that if we can all be lucky enough to find a job or a something, a hobby that, that fills that aspiration piece, that I think that our hearts are like that guiding light of this. Right. Um, and that this is such an important part and, of filling our buckets and, and to help us have this like whole body well-being living mm-hmm. um and then he talks about the the I is integration um and and how do we integrate our work life our home life our friend life all of that together and and i think that's another self-reflection piece right like how do we become flexible in our work life to Help when our home life is bad, or or how do we, you know, how be flexible at home when our work work life is tough and we have deadlines, or you know, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think finding that balance and being able to integrate all of that um, just can help with that whole body look of you know of your life and that whole body well being. Um, that can be that. I mean, it just is so important um, as we go through this life.
1: Well, and I think that's um, then, very like. I think that's very counter to what we were told growing up that like your work life is separate from your home life, which is separate from your school life, which is like, we're taught almost to keep all these things sort of compartmentalized and apart from each other. You put
0: in the light. light. Right. Yeah.
1: And the more and more we're like learning about all this stuff, it's like, no, like if all these things are not working together, then they're not going to work very well. Like, or they're, at right. least they're not working as well as they could. Like if I learn as a person to like, yeah, integrate my work life with my home life, with my like whatever, like school life or whatever life, like if, if I learn to make all those things sort of come together and work together um, and I learn how to set appropriate boundaries between them, but not keep yes. them completely compartmentalized from each other. Um, And if I learn how to operate within all those roles, and if I learn how to, you know, clearly communicate my needs to the people around me as I'm doing it, like, we're able to function, I think, a lot more healthily as people.
0: Um, Yes. Well, I think all of those parts are part of you, right? Right. like every, like who you are when you're with your friends, who you are when you're with at, at work, who you are with, when you're at school or, you know, whatever the case may be, right. that's all part of you. And there might be like different selves of you, um, like, so to speak, but it's, it's still who makes it still what makes up you. And um, I, I think that, I mean, I think it just goes back to that, that whole well-being, right? Like we have to mm-hmm. get enough sleep. We have to you know, we're relational beings. We need to be in a relationship with people. We need to, you know, have accomplishments to be fulfilled in something and like be, you know, no feel like we're like accomplishing goals. And I think all those things are important in different aspects of our life um, throughout right. our life. Um, and I mean, I think we, we've literally talked about this the whole time, but our is rejuvenation <laughs> and to to fill that bucket right like mm-hmm. and he gives the analogy in this ted talk of that we have to like take advice from our phone right like we can plug our phone in for like five minutes and maybe go up like 10 or 20 percent right and maybe that's like a meditation or like a phone call to mom or like something yeah. that's going to fill your bucket for like that's going to make it go up a little bit right. but at the end of the day we're going to plug our phone in for the whole night right and we're going to go to sleep and we're going to like have that full body, you know, have, you know, be able to have our exhaustion, you know, mm-hmm. be rejuvenated, come back, you know, wake up and, and feel good. And, and I know for me, like I do not wake up and feel great. It takes me a few hours, but I do know that when I get, you know, seven to eight hours of sleep that I'm that that is filling right, right. In, in every aspect of my day in my life.
1: Sure. Well, I think it's that idea that, like, and like, I'll be honest, like, this was me coming into grad school, I didn't really understand or appreciate a lot of this stuff. But like, when I heard burnout, when I was in college, in my mind, it was always like, Oh, like, you don't want to hit burnout, because once you hit burnout, then you're done, then your job's over your career's done, because you can't go back to it, because you hit burnout. And, that's just not true. Like it's you hit burnout and yeah, it sucks, but there's ways to work through it. There's ways to, you know, repair the damage that's been done. It just takes time and it takes effort and it's easier to prevent burnout than it is to work through burnout.
0: Yeah. Right. And I I think that's so important. Like If you are like severely burnt out, right, you're gonna need a lot more time than someone who's maybe just feeling a little, you know, affected by it today or or in the next week or like, you know, I felt it for like a month or so. Like if you're feeling burnt out for like a year, years, like you're you might need like a year to to rejuvenate, to get that level back up, to be able to go back to work and and feel like you're accomplishing something or or to start a new job or whatever that looks like,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um, for you to feel, um, like you are caring for yourself and being, and then, and then therefore, right. Then being able to care for the other people around you.
1: Right. Right. It's not like, (sighs) uh, yeah, it's not like you can, you can work through burnout at, uh, a convenient rate. Right. It's Right. you're going to work through it at however long it takes you to work through it, you know, which is a lot of things in life, but like it's not something you can really rush and you have to let it kind of run its course. And yes, you can, you can, you know, do things to help yourself through it. You can, whatever, but you can't rush the process because if you rush the process I, at least in my mind, I'm like, man, if I tried to rush through burnout, that would probably just feel like more work. And I'd probably come out the other side, just feeling more burnt out. Um, Yes.
0: And then frustrated
1: with myself that I'm not, you know, through it. And, you know, I think you're just setting yourself up there for more um, more of those sort of negative outcomes. Um, And I think that's a lot of times where, you know we talk about burnout and it's this chronic thing but the reality is burnout kind of does have an expiration date you know it doesn't last forever but if you are unable to work through burnout it can have more long-term negative outcomes right burnout can lead to or become yeah, they can lead to where it can become something like anxiety or depression, or you know something that's maybe a little bit more serious. Um, but that doesn't mean, again, that it's you it's it's impossible to work through. It just means it just it takes effort, and you have to let it, um, you know, run its course, and you have to figure out how to care for yourself and and give yourself that permission to say okay. I'm burnt out. What can I do to help myself to, to take care of myself? Um, yeah, because I'm not gonna no cure like, all here.
0: Yeah. I think you just said it like you have to admit you have a problem right before you can <laughs> fix it. Like, Hello, I'm Ryan, and I'm burnt out. you know like I right. think there, that's that that's that huge self-reflection piece that like we have to become aware of what's happening in our life. Um, and what's happening to the people around us to help them too, but then to, you know, ask for help when we feel feel like it's a lot right now, which it is. It's a lot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, this last year and everything that literally everyone in the world has been through is is a lot, and um, to be able to sit down for just a few minutes and reflect on what that's been like, and um, And how we and what we need from ourselves and what we need from others to move forward, I I think is the key here.
1: Right. Um, So I think, you know, that we kind of touched on the whole idea of like preventing burnout, right? Implementing some of these self-care strategies before you hit that point where you're giving more of yourself than you can than you have to give. Because that's really what burnout, that's that's sort of how burnout comes to, to be is you're giving more of yourself over an extended period of time than you have to give. And so the way to prevent it is to, I think, one, identify, am I giving more of myself than is needed in any area of life? And two, am I doing anything that's going to give back to me? Like, am i doing anything that's going to fuel me um but as far as like once you're in burnout how do you cope with it like i don't know what this will sound like coming from like to like counseling students but like go see a therapist (laughs) maybe is a good start (laughs) um honestly i think a lot of people need to see therapists not just not you know you don't have to have sort of mental illness or anything to see a therapist I just think it's a good idea and honestly if you have burnout you might be dealing with something else too and so it's worth it either way to to seek out sort of that professional help that um, mental health professional to help you sort of identify what those things in your life might be um, and and to work through those Um, because I, I don't think burnout is really something that you can kind of work through on your own right it's the same with a lot of other mental illnesses
0: yeah they're not things that
1: really you can just kind of go rogue and work through on your own they don't work that way very well
0: yeah even like finding your group of people at work who Mm -hmm. because i i mean i'm i would assure i would be sure that there is someone else in your workplace that is feeling the same way as you are and being able to just have like a lunch or just like one small conversation about how you're feeling and normalizing that for your, for each of you Mm -hmm. and for the people around you in the space that you work in um, can be so filling, you know, right. It it might not change everything, but it could be, you know, that small little thing that you needed to get through your day.
1: Well, if you think about like a lot of these, the, the, you know, causes of burnout and like even how we've defined it, like a lot of them have to do with some form of, of isolation or something like that. Yeah. And I think that's again, it's, it comes back to, you know, shame and the the, the lie that it sort of fosters in our own right. minds that like, yes. I'm the only one struggling with this or dealing with this. Um mm-hmm. And yeah, breaking that down and and talking to a coworker or um you know communicating with other people and building those connections and to say like oh okay like you do this too right like i have coworkers that i'll we'll commiserate for a few minutes and you know i think it's important that we don't sort of stay in that mentality of like this is the worst and there's nothing we can do about it as long as it's right hey this sucks and we're not alone in it together and we can support each other through it. I think if it's more coming from that, then 100%, I think that's like a really important sort of step in combating or preventing that, um, the burnout or, you know, a lot of the problems that I think people see in work or other areas of life is just anything that fosters community and, you know, helps fight that feeling of, of, aloneness because i think that's Mm -hmm. one of the the really big dilemmas or problems that we see is that there's all these things going on in our world that make us feel really alone or we think we're the only person struggling with it but as soon as we know that there's other people out there who struggle with it too and we can support each other sometimes that that is enough to get us through
0: i can like as you say this, I am like hearing my mom in my head and <laughs> say, "Like Satan just wants to get you alone. That's how he wins." <laughs>
1: that's kind of creepy,
0: but it it's so true. Like, like and the devil's just trying to get you alone. He's um, trying to get ya. you. Know, to, he's trying to get you. He's trying to. Get but you. I mean, that that's how we like we were created to be relational beings. We need other people in our lives, understanding. I think one of my favorite things that we did as a cohort um, for in grad school was create a group message where all of us (laughs) who are going through the exact same thing at the exact same time can talk about it. And like, even during class, we're like, holy crap, this is a lot of work, like freaking out about it. And like, and I think just like being alone over Zoom and staring at each other on the screen, like you don't you feel alone, like you don't feel like anyone else is really like digesting that this syllabus is so like intense. And you're like, I'm in my last few months of school, like, and having someone message you and be like, Oh, my gosh, does anyone else feel like this is like the most work that we've ever done in our lives? And I'm like, Yes, I'm not alone. (laughs) Like, and that makes you feel so much better, right? Like, to just be like, Yes, like, I'm feeling that way, too. Or like putting words to the feeling that you can't explain at the moment right Um, and it's so helpful and take you so so far and 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 then while you're doing the project being like okay like everyone else feels like this is a lot too like I'm not alone um in like doing this hard thing like we're all gonna accomplish it we're all gonna get through it together um and we need togetherness
1: togetherness (laughs) yeah I think that's that's a really big like that's a really big thing I think that's a self-care thing too but you're right like Obviously, in a virtual world, it's very difficult. But we are we are social beings by nature. Like that's how that's how we've been forever. We've always been social creatures, um, and so we need different. We just need different things out of relationships. But we all need relationships and connections. Um, right. And so it's really important that you know. I think in whatever. Whatever we do, the more we can make it a a relational thing or something that involves more than just us, right? As if we're trying to build connections with other people, um, I think that's one of the best things we can do for ourselves. And I don't think that necessarily has anything to do with like, oh, I'm an introvert. Oh, I'm an extrovert. Like, it's not about that. It's about like what are you doing to build your community of, of the people around you? What are you doing to connect with your community? Right? Like I'm a huge introvert. I have a pretty tight community of people around me that I, I sort of invest in. Um, But I know a lot of people who are extroverts and they have a huge community. Right. And that's fine. Right. But what are you doing to, to build connections within your community? Um, And I think that can really, help with things like burnout and it can help with things you know I think it can help with a lot of other sort of the mental health issues that that we see um it just so happens right now we have to get creative with how we build those connections and how we you know nurture them but I I think it's important that we remember that and hold on to that um because I think that is a huge um component of self-care that that kind of gets ignored um a lot
0: so true um
1: okay well um i think that's kind of it for this week um
0: i love where this went i feel like this went somewhere we weren't really expecting but i love it
1: (laughs) i know i think we were trying to be less rambly and more like here's good information and we just wound up rambling again
0: it's our thing it's It's our our thing (laughs) thing.
1: we're professional ramblers um (laughs) I'm gonna get a, that on my business cards. We'll Love it. <laughs> but
0: uh, well, okay. thanks for listening today. We appreciate all of you, and um, we hope and pray that you're finding your communities and ways to stay connected and to feel cared for from yourself and from the people around you. Make Absolutely, it a great everyone.
1: Absolutely. Um. Hopefully, we're gonna look at trying to get some merch out. In the next you know couple months here um if there are ever things you guys want us to talk about feel free to follow us on instagram send us a message probably therapy um you can also email us at probably therapy at gmail.com. um yeah rate review subscribe on apple podcasts and we love you guys
0: yeah
1: bye